How's it going, folks? Welcome to another mini episode of the Point Game Broadcast. I am your host, Edward Salaya here. I'm joined today by one of our great sports reporters. Really, she's just the great reporter in general. Uh, Caitlin Schmidt. Caitlin, why don't you introduce yourself for all of our listeners here? Hello, listeners. Um, I am Caitlin. I am our sports enterprise and investigative reporter. Um, but I have worn many hats at the star. Um, I was our cops reporter and I did some government reporting and I also did some health reporting as an apprentice. So this is a fairly new beat for me. She has been all, all over the newsroom for us folks. So she's worn a lot of hats and right now she's wearing the sports hat and with the sports hat comes a little bit of kind of weird times, not just for the rest of the world, but especially the sports world. Um, I guess talk to us a little bit about what you're doing during that times, because I know you've got a big series of stories that's going to be coming up starting this weekend. Can you kind of tell us about that? Absolutely. So, um, it actually just, the first story launched online today. Um, it will be in print on Sunday and the series is called spring stars. And I am profiling um, the best spring sport athlete or athletes from each of Southern Arizona's high schools. So I think right now we're looking at 31 stories, but I haven't heard back from a couple schools, so it could be a few more. Um, And the idea, it was kind of a twofold idea. Um, Our sports editor, Ryan Finley, pretty quickly after this all started, assigned each of us um, a project, told us to come up with a week-long project. Um, just to kind of provide content when sports ended, which they did really abruptly. So I'd initially pitched a project kind of circling back with some of the athletes that I'd written about previously. And then um, school got canceled and spring sports got canceled. And the project evolved to, you know, we should cover those athletes. Um, But the idea of picking, you know, one athlete from all of the high schools for each spring sport just seemed too complicated. Um, and we're not in a position to make that decision. So we just decided, I decided to instead take the best spring sport athlete from each school. And I don't think I realized that there were 30 schools uh, in Southern Arizona when I pitched it, but, um, these kids have been great. It's been really fun so far. That is so cool. Um, what made you kind of like approach it from like a, Hey, you know, there's obviously no sports going on right now, but people are still going to want to know the, the story behind the athlete. What, what, what kind of made you go in that direction? I, I felt horrible for these kids. Um, I mean, many of them are seniors, and this was you know, their last shot um, in high school to compete in these sports. And some of them were mid-tournament um, when the decision came down to cancel everything. And they didn't know that the last game that they played with their team was going to be the last game they played. And I just I felt horrible um, for them. And you know, we probably, a lot of these schools would have made it to state playoffs and championships, and we probably would have written about these kids in that case. And it just seemed like a shame to end things there. So um, why not write about them anyways? I think really the hardest job was for the athletic directors who had to pick, you know, one student at their school. So I, I kind of got easy there. Um, but the response, the response from the schools and the athletes themselves has been great. And I hope that the community loves it too. These are, these are kids, but they all have amazing backstories. Um, 
you know, they're not just all athletes. I've talked to several that are on full ride academic scholarships. Um, sometimes these kids who are playing three or four sports who you think couldn't be any more talented, um, you find out are fantastic photographers or sharpshooters or it's just, it's really been, it's really been cool to learn about them. So I hope the community um, enjoys it too. So can you go ahead and preview a little bit about uh, the first subjects of your first story uh, that you said obviously has already come out online and will be uh, hitting the print editions this weekend? Yes, the first and the first story was kind of a no-brainer. It was great. Um, it is a set of twins, actually, not not a single athlete, but um, twins who are on Walden Grove's baseball team, and they both played multiple positions, um, both looking to go to Arizona universities and um, they, they're great boys. I talked to their mom too. They help out, um, with their younger siblings at home and they're just, they're kind of great human beings. So it seemed like the perfect one to kick it off. Um, my editor is a twin, so I knew that he would love that one. It seems like a great way to sell the project. So, um, so that one's up online right now. Um, and you know, Walden Grove got a lot of attention this year for their dance team. And some of those videos have gone viral, but there are, there are star athletes at that school too. <laughs> So on top of the Spring Stars uh, set of stories that you'll be doing, you already have done some stories about, but I think some people view as two controversial inclusions in the state's, um, the state's essential workers uh, list, and that's golfers and fishers. You've read two stories about that. What are people in those industries telling you about being essential workers, number one? and having their industry kind of be at the center of somewhat of a controversy. I mean, I think, you know, I think everybody who's in that position in what are widely considered leisure activities are, are a little surprised to um, be considered essential. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're doing what they can and they're doing it safely and appropriately um, to the best of their abilities. I was really impressed. Um, the golf story. And I only spoke to, um, folks from Tucson City Golf, not any of the other golf courses that remain open. Um, but they have been very proactive in sanitizing and social distancing. And, you know, should the guidelines change, um, they, are, they are willing to make changes too, like scheduling tee times further out and whatnot. Um, but, you know, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, a surreal world for everyone. I think they're just kind of struggling to grasp the position they're in too. Um, it's, it's, you know, when you work at a golf course, I don't think you ever expect to find yourself on a list with paramedics and hospital workers, but you know, that's, that's the world we live in right now. So you mentioned some changes, uh, kind of go over what, what changes have gone, uh, have been done at the Tucson golf courses. Uh, I think, um, yeah, go ahead. The biggest one for sure is no more, um, single, single person per golf cart. Um, so even, and even if you live with that person, if it's your roommate, if it's your spouse, they're still not letting them ride two per cart. Um, I drive by, um, city golf course on my way to social distance volunteering and to the grocery store. And I have noticed that there really are no dual riders. Um, people are exercising appropriate social distancing on the course. Um, the other thing that officials did pretty quickly was they took out the rakes for the sand traps. So there's a shared surface eliminated. And they also um, flipped over the cups in the tees so that there's no reason to grab that flagpole and pull it out to get your ball. So, um, you know, little simple things um, that you really wouldn't think about, but just that eliminate that need to touch the same surface. 
And for fishing, has I know that for golf, um, you did your story where you basically uh, participation as far as at the city golf courses is pretty, pretty much received. Received, uh, <laughs> excuse me, remained at the same level as it did from last year, last March. Um, what are what are you hearing from people that are are fishing? As as have the as the activity gone up? You know, it's it's tough to say. I think a lot of the I think a lot of the local go to spots that were in state parks um, uh-huh. have been shut down. Um, but when I was talking to Eric, um, the owner of Dry Creek Outfitters, which is the fly fishing store in town. Um, he had said that he's been hearing from customers that like parts of the Colorado River are just empty, um, but guides are still, you know, taking taking people out there. So I think I think maybe it's just not on a lot of people's minds. Um, I I don't know what's going on with the city lakes. Um, I volunteer over at the Animal Care Center, and that's right by uh, Silver Bell Lake, and I haven't seen any boats on the water. But um, it sounds like people it sounds like people are out there. Um, you know. Eric said he's still getting plenty of orders for flies, so at least people are making their own flies. But it remains to be it remains to be seen. Um, I, I'm happy to volunteer to take a field trip up to Patagonia Lake and <laughs> on the stars' time and check out the fishing up there because that sounds great right about now. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Yeah that that would be a, a good uh, furlough week uh, vacation, if you will. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, you know, before we get out of here, definitely, I, I want to know of what you're going to be working on for this next month, uh, because it sounds like the Spring Stars uh, a series is a, a kind of a, a Herculean project in its own. Yes, yes. Um, and of course, I decided to take on that project right after uh, the star, like most other newsrooms, um, furloughed employees. So I'm doing it with a little less time, which um, has upped the stakes. You know, I like excitement, so there's nothing better to make feature stories exciting than to um, accelerate your deadline. But um, I'm about a third of the way through the interviews with that. I've got another 20 or so to go. Um, The story should run through the end of May, and then I think I'm going to take a week off and (laughs) see where we are in terms of sports coming back. Um, But it sure doesn't sound like that's happening anytime soon, at least the way we knew it. I mean, we have the U of A president saying right now that he doesn't think football will be back in the fall. I don't cover football, but if football is not coming back, I'm sure other things are not coming back. So we will, we will adjust accordingly. Um, Luckily I have a couple other stories um, kept away that are not contingent on mainstream sports returning and, and we'll see. Um, I'm fortunate, I think, in that my beat's kind of unique and I write more about, the business side of sports sometimes or individual athletes that are in fringe sports and haven't been as affected, but, uh, we'll sure, we'll sure see. It's going to be a shame if, uh, you know, we don't have sports until 2021 for a number of reasons. <laughs> we are living in the darkest timeline for sure. This is, this is some weird times. Every ESPN channel is ESPN classics now. <laughs> Pretty much. I know that, uh, Alec, why, uh, and uh, Justin were geeking out over the uh, the draft last night. So at least that was so exciting to have. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I am not much of an NFL watcher, but uh, you know, as long as people have something to, to hold their interest and keep them from watching Tiger King a fifth time, it, it's all okay with me. 
That's right. So, Caitlin, before we get out of here, can you go ahead and let people know where they can follow you on social media uh, to read your stories and follow anything that you might be doing for us in the Daily Star? Absolutely. Um, I am on Twitter at Caitlin C. Schmidt. Um, Facebook, Caitlin Schmidt. If you have story ideas, you can reach out to me on either of those. Um, always looking for ideas, so please do. Um, the stories will, on Monday, I think, start curating onto their own page, the Spring Stars stories, so it will be easy to find them all in one place, um, but we don't have a link for that just yet, but right now they are up on our regular sports page with an introductory column um, by Ryan Finley explaining why we're doing this right now. So it's always good when we get the boss to write stuff. Perfect. Perfect. I'll make sure to link to that in our transcript that we'll be running of this conversation. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Uh, Folks, thank you so much for listening in. Before I do take off, I do want to remind you that these views are not necessarily those of those at Gannett and Lee Enterprises. Uh, But thank you folks so much for listening. For Caitlin Schmidt, I'm Edward Celaya. This has been The Point Being. Have yourselves a good one.